Hey, uh, Matt, what are we doing? Hey, what you watching? Hey, what you watching? Um, yeah, that's Matt. I'm Marcelo. This is the second Hey, What You Watching? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we're making uh, these. We're making them just for you folks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the the season of Talk Film Society podcast proper is over. But hey, we're, we're, we're still sending these out. These Hey, What You Watching episodes. Or, or better yet, uh, Matt, uh, what are we doing? Hey, what you watching? Exactly. Yeah. We still have these episodes coming at you on a semi-regular basis. Um, and yeah, so... We were just talking about Wes Craven. Um, uh, we were just talking about how amazing he was. Uh, <laughs> Matt just sent me a picture of Wes Craven on set. Oh, uh, Scream 4. Scream 4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a picture of Craven, uh, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox all on their uh, like iPhones, cell phones, iPads. All sitting on a bench, cross-legged on their iPhones. And it was uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and and oh god you know it it takes me back to scream 4 um i i i, I don't know how much you like scream 4 cuz i i really love it i, I uh, um like as much as i love the original trilogy um i do i think i really i really like scream 4 i don't like absolutely love it but i love the aspect of 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 like the 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 villain's motivation because yeah, the it, whole uh, let's do a reboot remake. Exactly, and I like, remember this is your this is your gritty reboot of uh, Scream. And I remember it tied into like social media and mm-hmm. like the, the like the, the the new way of getting famous. Like yes, just... and even the uh, the new TV show series, which I've heard some good things about, uh, incorporates that as well, which is really cool. Yeah, and I think it's, it was super smart of Craven to 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 have that in Scream Four, mm-hmm. and, and also the the the, the screenwriter. And yeah, it, it it just showed like how like of the times he still he still was. Oh yeah, he's always is. Yeah, yeah, and and that's one aspect I really love about that film. And yeah, he was and, actually he helped. Uh, he's one of the co-producers on the uh, MTV show. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I think I have to check that that show out now. Yeah, I actually heard a really cool uh, thing about that. Uh, the girl that's being stalked by Ghostface in one of the episodes keeps getting uh, Snapchats. Uh, of 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 her in her house, like being watched by Ghostface. Wow. See? <laughs> yeah, that sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I I I wish Craven because Scream Four was his last film, unfortunately. Yes. And imagine if if like still if he still like went on to make more films, like how more inventive he'd be about just and the, the incorporation of social media, like in in horror films. Yeah, it's a fascinating. Uh, he was thing. always he was always very uh, very meta. Uh, he could definitely uh, get something out of anything. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, um, and we were also discussing how <laughs> de- 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 describe that tweet that Wes Craven um, uh, tweeted. Uh, oh, uh, yes, uh, a couple years ago, Fangoria had uh, tweeted out. Uh, they're the the horror magazine. Uh, what is your least favorite entry in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Uh, and uh, he had responded, uh, "The remake," <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which cracks me up. And and yeah, um, cracks me like, up too because that's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> One I still have not seen, and uh, yeah, don't. <laughs> I, I I won't. I'll, I'll have to see the the original series first, incomplete. Yeah, you should. All right, yeah, I'm I'm terrible, but no, hey. Um, but yeah, so so 
I'll, I'll toss it to you, Matt, in terms of what we're watching. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're talking about Craven, and I know you you watched some, some West Craven films recently, right? Uh, which is crazy because I uh, every couple months I go through a uh, director marathon where I just try to consume everything from a director. A couple months ago I did it with uh, Michael Mann. Uh, last fall I did it with David Fincher. And about two, three weeks ago I decided I'm going to do Wes Craven. Because uh, I, 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 uh, I don't know why. It just popped in my head. I should do a Wes Craven marathon and check out some stuff from him. So yeah, uh, starting about two weeks ago I watched the first Scream movie. Um, again, for God knows how many times I've seen that, uh, it holds up. It's, uh, I've gone on record before saying it's one of the best films of the nineties, uh, regardless of genre. Uh, he gets everything so right in that and how it is, uh, a meta takedown of the slasher genre while still being a very effective slasher movie. Uh, those first 10 minutes with Drew Barrymore might be the most effective uh, intro to any movie he's ever had. Uh, it's really crazy how damn good that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Quentin I, Tarantino can pipe down. Exactly, because what, what exactly did, did Tarantino have to say about Scream? I, I, I forget. Uh, he said he liked it, but Wes Craven was the iron chain that held that movie down from greatness. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, you need to... <laughs> not say these things. Yeah, well, of course he said this with, like, uh, uh, oh, a like, week or, a like, week or oh, two. Oh, I don't ago. know, like, three, he said it, like, three days before Wes Craven passed away. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get on a Tarantino um, tangent, but uh, but he's been a very mouthy lately. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he, he loves to chat it up. <laughs> like, he loves to talk about movies, and yeah, he has, like, like uh, opinions that we don't all agree with, and, and yeah, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. It's, and he's a regular chatty Cathy. Yeah, so Scream is, is is amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> in, in, in the uh, mid-90s, uh, uh, mid to late-90s, it was one of those films that really made me appreciate films in general. Like, not yeah. uh, not just horror films, but just, just I mean, films have, overall. And you have to look back. You have to look back. Uh, the horror genre was garbage at that time uh it was nothing but direct-to-video trash uh what movies were coming out halloween six uh (laughs) was coming out and uh here comes wes craven with a screenplay by kevin williamson uh which was just simply wonderful and gave that genre such a shot in the arm uh honestly without wes craven the horror genre wouldn't be as interesting as it is today uh along with this and a nightmare in Elm Street. Uh, he really made his mark and uh, always had that really keen eye and was able to like bounce back from a flop with a huge hit. Uh, he had made uh, Scream right after he flopped with uh, the Eddie Murphy vehicle, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so like he would make a bad movie, but then he would make an awesome movie. Uh, he was always jumping back. It was pretty crazy. He was able to do these things. Yeah, and and for the career he's had, he's made so many horror classics. Yeah, I uh, mean, he made movies for five decades. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, he's been around was, for a long his, time. His first one was Last House on the Left, the, the original in '72. Yeah, with, a loose remake of a uh, Bergman film. Right. Uh, the oh God, I forget, the Virgin Spring. Right. Is yes, the Virgin yeah. Spring. Yeah, he saw that and he's like, Yeah, I'm going to try that. <laughs> but I'm gonna make a dirty grind grindhouse movie. Okay, sure. <laughs> 
and, and yeah, and then right, right after that, well, five years after that, I see he did The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills which, Have Eyes. Again, a, another classic. And yeah, he uh, Swamp Thing, A Nightmare on Swamp Street. Thing, which is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Swamp Thing's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen Swamp Thing. I mean, oh, it's fun. Adrian Barbeau is in it. Oh man, <laughs> I, I have to put that on the list now. Um, oh god, Serpent and the Rainbow, uh, which I still have to see. I've, I, I, and I yeah. hear it's just terrifying. So yeah, it's kind of looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, then like uh, he the, did Shocker, <laughs> Shocker, which is one, which is a pretty cool movie. I, I saw I saw bits of it when I was a little kid. You know what's same here? That's that's one with Mitch Pelegian. He turns into electricity, right? Yeah, the guy from the X Files. <laughs> it is a crazy movie. Yeah, I saw that years yeah. ago on TV, and it is it is an horror movie from what I remember. He rocks the Freddy Electric in that, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so decades and decades of just him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, and he even did uh, that Meryl Streep movie, which is apparently very good. So yeah, he didn't always work in horror, but when he did. He usually knocked it out of the park. <laughs> exactly, and the, there are some like uh, lesser appreciated ones that's um, that that he's done. Like I, I, I've been meaning to rewatch Red Eye. Um, Red Eye is so damned good. It is so good. I remember falling in love with it when it came out. Um, yeah, it, it came out ten years ago now, which is yeah, wow, yeah, nuts to me. Yeah, uh, uh, Rachel McAdams and and uh, Cillian Murphy. Yes. Um, it, it's a very uh, simple plot. They're both on a plane, and it's a really good thriller. It's very Hitchcock, exactly. And I, I love that. Um, you know, spoiler alert: it becomes a slasher film in, in like the final act. Of course, it did. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, it's apt. It's Craven. Um, but yeah, it, it it is one of those that if 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 you want like a lesser appreciated Craven, there are many to choose from. But I'll, I'll mm-hmm. go with Red Eye. I mean, and and that one I'm seeing this week sometime because I have the DVD. I bought it when it, as soon as it came out ten years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one I I, I totally dig. Um, one of my favorites of his. Yeah, uh, oh God, Craven. Um, yeah, and uh, actually, the first movie I watched when I found out that he had passed away was uh, New Nightmare. Um, which, when it comes down to it, might be my second favorite in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah, New Nightmare is really special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's on Netflix Instant, I think. So Yes, I, it is. It currently uh, is on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to watch that also. Um, yeah, because we, you know, we, we talked about it briefly on the Talk Film Society Fest segment. Yes. But, but yeah, it is... He made that like right before, like a few years before Scream, right? The year before. The year before. Yeah. So yeah, it is a one-two punch of like these meta horror films that that yeah. that, that he did. God, he, yeah, he was so smart and just ahead of it. Like he and and fun fact, a new nightmare still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, there is one scene in that uh, where Fred Krueger jumps out of the out of a closet at Heather Langenkamp and. Craven didn't really do jump jump scares all that much because let's be fair, uh, he didn't need to. Uh, his films were just as unnerving without them. Uh, but oh, oh man, when he did it, yeah, he'll get you. Uh, yeah, that part scares the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm going to share a quick story on on Scream Two. Um, oh, I love Scream Two. <laughs> Scream Two is a favorite of mine. Like overall, like that that little speech about sequels. That's that. Uh, uh, I think, oh yeah, 
that uh, Jamie Kennedy delivers. Um, yes. In, in, in the classroom. <laughs> it, I, I posted it on the Talk Film Society Twitter. It is, oh, that whole classroom scene's great. Yeah. It, 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 oh, it sounds like you just have a hard-on for Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it's like, the, like these are discussions we'll start, we're still having like 20 years later. Just like, yeah. oh, what's, what's the best sequel? Like, what's... What what uh, what makes a great sequel? Um, just Alien versus Aliens, like uh, Terminator versus Terminator Two, and it, yeah, and he captures that so well. Like in the screenplay, um, I believe it was also by Kevin Williamson too, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just smart and just delivering. Not, you know, uh, meta textual talks about film, like in his films, but that they don't like necessarily connect with horror but make it so relevant in that horror franchise it's mm-hmm. and i'll go to um one of my uh, favorite screenings of a film ever was of scream 2 um i saw it uh, in a second run theater um there's some rowdy pe- there there's some rowdy people there uh, <laughs> there's a moment when uh, uh ghostface gets on the hood of a car and Courtney Cox is in uh, the car, and I think she's driving yes. it down. Uh, and, and, yeah, I think she's driving, and yeah. and uh, she has a gun, and and Ghostface is on the hood and like, like looking right at her through like the the, the uh, windshield, and people in the audience were were shouting at the screen. They're shouting, "Shoot, shoot him, shoot him!" <laughs> and then and then I got like that that energy. Uh, went like uh, like it was so infectious that I started shouting at the screen too. I was like, "Shoot him! Shoot him!" <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fantastic moment. I mean, I'm I I I want to do that again today, but but back then it was well. I mean, with the right crowd, exactly with w- with the right crowd. I mean, and and Craven like he uh, he knew how to um, how to uh, how to handle an audience, how to, how to get them excited. Yes, he did. So yeah, he was a master at that, and 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 yeah, that's that's a firsthand example of how he just knew how to wind up an audience, and it it, it is a uh, brilliant um, um, thought. It is a, a great uh, moment that I had uh, back what like almost twenty years ago now. Uh, uh-huh. Screen seeing Scream Two in a theater uh, was delightful. But yeah, um, that that was Craven. Um, I have to definitely i have to do my homework on craven um because uh, yes you do yeah um as as much as like um like the films i've seen he's a good and he's a good and the the films i've seen I, i've loved so i i definitely need to see more of of, of his um and yeah it, it's it it's unfortunate that this has to be the case um uh with his passing but uh but yeah i have to start somewhere uh um so matt what what else have we seen this week I don't know. Uh, how about you go? What have you watched? Okay, um, I've I've had a busy week. Um, I mean, let's. I mean, I'm I'm going to go backwards a bit. Uh, on Sunday, uh, I, <laughs> um, my girlfriend and I decided to have a double feature, um, which it's it's like the weirdest thing ever. Uh, that the, the 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 two films we decided on were Despicable Me and We Need to Talk About Kevin. Um, oh, that's uh. <laughs> That's quite the double feature. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> uh, they, they couldn't be any more different, no, could they? No. Um, but but uh, <laughs> we need to talk about minions. <laughs> Such a crazy! It was just probably the craziest double feature ever. I've. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, that's like watching the Brave Little Toaster and Salo. I mean, like. <laughs> 
two movies that can have nothing in common. No. So, so let me talk about. We need to talk about Kevin first. Um, have Have you seen this movie, Matt? I have not, but I really want to. No. Yeah, you should definitely see it. When it, when I first saw it, when it first came out. I think I was like nonplussed about it. I was like, okay, this is fine. Swinton is fine. Um, it, it's disturbing, but it, it didn't really get under my skin. This this time, holy shit, uh, it is something else. Um, it's about, uh, for those who don't know, it's about Swinton. Uh, Tilda Swinton, she has this child who we see grows He's up. He's a bit of a troublemaker. He is a troublemaker. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but he does something incredibly terrible. One of the worst things anybody can ever do. And yeah, we, we just see it. it it's, it's an amazing film in, uh, visually and also uh, uh, narratively because it jumps back and forth between um, uh, the past and we see like the kid growing up and Swinton dealing with this and we see like the, the present where she it's like after this horrible incident and she's just living, like she, she, she's living with this. Um, she, she, like she is surrounded by people who have been affected by this terrible incident. And yeah, visually, um, there is a um, uh, there's an element of red. There is um, red going through the entire film. Like there's there's like red cups. There's like red backgrounds. There there's, there's a red thing in each single frame of the film. Oh, nice. And it's uh, it it is um, sure it's a, a bit. I, mean, I guess you'd call it gimmicky, but no, I think it works absolutely well with like the themes of the movie. So, and it's yeah, it's um, very expressive. Yeah, it, I mean, I I love this movie now. Um, I I can't believe I was just like I, I didn't really care for it when I first saw it. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely one that needs to be seen. If if anybody's thinking about having. Um, a kid <laughs> having a baby. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this will give you more incentive of of not doing that because of to never have children. Cho- okay, cool. Ch- ch- children are evil. <laughs> well, yeah, I knew that. They are. They're the worst. Yeah, and and this uh, really uh, em- emphasizes that. But uh, but yeah, it is it is one to see. Um, I yeah I I love it now. Um, uh, and Despicable Me, it's it's a movie. <laughs> Oh, the first one? Yeah, the first one. It, oh, it's really cute. I like it. it it's really you know, it, Okay. It's like an entirely different film altogether. Oh, most definitely. Uh, it has nothing... Yeah, it's no... Let's talk about Kevin. Obviously. But um, it's it, it's cute. <laughs> I um, when, when these situations are thrown at me, uh, because I had a similar one when I was on a guest on the podcast, um, I had to watch uh, The Master... And Resident Evil Retribution as a double feature. Oh, God, okay. Um, another crazy thing uh, that that has happened to me. Um, I, I tried to pull together recurring themes from those two movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I don't know. I, I talked on my ass about how both films deal with um, power and who's in control. <laughs> um, and so I, I tried to play the same game with these two movies with uh, Despicable Me and we needed to talk about Kevin. So I, I pulled the theme of, of parenthood and the reluctance of parenthood. And oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the, uh, and yeah, that's, that's sort of the themes I got by the end because yeah, both films deal with, uh, the paternal struggle, the paternal struggle and, you know, the, 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 the absolute, um, uh, devotion that some parents have. 
and the reluctance that some parents have. So yeah, those are the crazy themes I pulled out of these two movies. <laughs> so oh wow, there you go. Um, it's an interesting exercise. Pick two random films that you don't think will have anything in common. See them as double feature and see what what sort of shit comes out. So. Brave Little Toaster and Sailor, the 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Watch those two and pull themes out of your ass. Uh, Spoilers, they're both toasters. <laughs> yeah, things. And there's a talking vacuum. <laughs> things come out of things in both those movies. That, um, this is true. <laughs> okay, so that was my Sunday. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, I'll toss it back to you. What, what else have you seen uh, recently? Uh, well, uh, Sunday night, uh, I actually revisited uh, Steven Spielberg's first film, Duel. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was recently able to pick up the uh, the Blu-ray, and uh, long story short, uh, my boyfriend and I were out at a zoo on Sunday, and he's like, we should do a director's marathon, and I was like, I don't know, who do you want to do? And he goes, how about Spielberg? There's a bunch I haven't seen. I'm like, yes, we will do this. <laughs> let's, let's watch Duel tonight. So, uh, yeah, that happened, and... Uh, that's a really cool movie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's uh, it is the ultimate road rage movie. Exactly. Um, it, it was was this your first time seeing it? Uh, I had seen it in high school. He had never seen it before. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I, I I believe I saw it years ago, but yeah, it was foggy. But I I'm counting. Uh, I saw it, I saw it a few months ago, and I'm counting that as my first time watch because. It was. Yeah. It just hit me. It was like, holy shit! Like this is. It's a really cool movie. It's really wacky with some of the side characters. I mean, you have that random snake lady who sits on like she's got a little tourist trap. Like you should see my snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely Spielberg through and through. Um, even to the scene with you know little kids in a school bus. I'm like, oh well, of course there's kids. It's a Spielberg movie. Exactly. Why wouldn't there be? Exactly, yeah. And, and Oh yeah, no, it's uh it's really good. The new Blu-ray from uh Universal looks gorgeous. Was uh, I have a, I have a question. Was uh yeah. was it in widescreen or was it in full frame? It is widescreen. Ah, uh, okay. It is the uh theatrical release that was uh, available uh that they showed overseas. Ah, uh, okay. Uh because in America it was only a TV movie of the week. Right. Which is really impressive for this film because I mean they, they go. They do some pretty cool uh, things with that truck. Oh yeah, which is the ugliest truck I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it is just. It looks like a bad guy. Like that truck is a villain. And uh, yeah, no, it's the uh, theatrical version that was overseas, and it's uh, remastered from thirty-five millimeter on in widescreen, and uh, it looks really good. Oh cool. Yeah, I have to pick that up now because I I, I saw it in full frame. So okay, yeah, you have to see. Then it. you saw the uh, the TV version, the American version. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I have to I have to see the the widescreen version now. My my local draft house theater is having a Spielberg month. Oh, um, are they playing Duel? No, they're not. Unfortunately, oh, they I uh, so so here's like the list of films they're playing. Um, well, first one I I bought my tickets already for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm oh, seeing that. I adore uh, that. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing that on my birthday uh, next week. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, next week, um, oh, cool. <laughs> they're they're also playing Jaws on the big screen. Um, they're also playing... yeah. We're actually uh, we're going to be watching Jaws tonight to continue oh, our marathon. So excellent, one of my favorites of all. I time. gave him I gave him permission that we could watch Jaws tonight, <laughs> even though Fury Road just came out on Blu-ray. Oh, I was like, oh. but Fury Road came out, and he goes, but that's not Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
but still, I mean, Jaws, Fury Road, it's it's two excellent two excellent movies. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong either way. <laughs> exactly, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, uh, they're having a Indiana Jones trilogy marathon. My Jeff Tuss is a trilogy. Uh, I like that that it's called a trilogy. Exactly, they make no mention of any of the films. <laughs> it's just it's a trilogy. There were only three, so I don't know what other one they could be talking about. Exactly, and they're showing which honestly, I I really like the fourth one. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's uh, dumb as shit. It's really stupid, but whatever. Oh, well, actually, I, I I say uh, but I think it's like half a good movie. I think. And the it, people who knock it just because of that fridge, that fridge scene, uh, just stop because let's let's put a life raft out of a plane onto a mountain <laughs> and into a river. Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones does crazy shit all the time, and you've yeah. never questioned it before. Yeah, the the uh, fridge scene is not the worst thing that the film does. In my no, opinion. the monkeys are. <laughs> oh sh! God damn! Yeah, God. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. No, for you. this is this is souring my my Spielberg lover. Right <laughs> uh, okay, honestly, that movie works because of uh, because of Spielberg. He he does the best with with what he's given. So that's that's why he's a genius. Thanks, um, Lucas. <laughs> tomorrow night at the Draft House, they're showing AI. Oh, um, nice. I, I I'm still undecided whether I'm gonna go. I think I'm I I think I might go. You should it's, go. Yeah, it's 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 AI. Um, and that is. Uh, I mean, know, it's, about, it's it's Spielberg and Kubrick for the price of one. Come on. Yeah, talk, talk about misunderstood. Talk about. I mean, uh, even more so. I mean, rightly so. Um, uh, Crystal Skull is is bashed. Okay, because. Like I said, I think it's half of a good movie. But AI gets bashed for no reason. No reason and, at all. People think Spielberg um, uh, changed the ending. And no, he, the, well, actually, that, he made the ending darker. Exactly. I mean, it, it, Kubrick I, I, had a happy ending planned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, people. Spielberg's Spielberg. the one who who pissed in people's Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg gets a lot of shit for it, but no. Um, and 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 I read some notes um, about I I I can't remember. I had like an argument with, with somebody on Twitter about AI like years and years ago, and I put up this all this article from uh, back when the film was like made that mm-hmm. that that said that Kubrick and Spielberg were were basically. Uh, working together at uh, at an ending and yeah like how um it's not it's not spielberg's fault and and that's and that's not i mean that's not even yeah. that word i mean it's it, credit should be given to like spielberg and kubrick um and and yeah spielberg did not ruin the film is what i'm trying to say so because because kubrick's vision was there on screen yeah. and spielberg just helped that uh, come true and yeah so for those who don't like ai um, it's not Spielberg's fault, you know. Yeah, just re- give it a give it a revisit. It's uh, it's a good film to watch through uh, fresh fresh eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Just just you know, let's just forget the past and and watch it. Um, yeah. It, it needs to be reevaluated. So, yeah. I, I so yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm excited that my my local theater is running a Spielberg um, series. Um, that's going to be wonderful. Spielberg is one of my favorites, and I'm sure on the podcast we'll be talking about him more. Um, of course, we will. That's uh, a taste of things to come. So it's a bit my- of a tease. <laughs> it's a bit of a tease. So what else have I seen? Um, I saw. Okay, I'd say we have uh, time for one more. Let's. Okay, how about that. one more? All right, one more. Uh, man. Okay, let me just run through some of the films I've seen. 
in the past week because it's been busy. Oh, I, I already see one I want I want to talk about. Um, but I've seen Maggie uh, for the first time, the the Schwarzenegger zombie film. Um, oh. Oh. I I really dug that. Okay, good. I thought I was bracing for I hated it. No, no, no. Um, okay, with, good because it's one of my favorite films of the year. <laughs> I, I I kind of made a dismissive. I, I kind of wrote a, a dismissive tweet about it, but no. Uh, uh, on Twitter, all I said was I saw Maggie and um, what, what was the other one I saw? Uh, Oh, I saw Maggie and What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, and, and they were both good, like something. <laughs> no, and they were both good. <laughs> but but now that I think about it, like now that I have like had, had more time to absorb it, um, I think Maggie's like really good. It's mm-hmm. like Schwarzenegger does not. It it's not a um, it's not a it's not a classic Schwarzenegger role by any not means. Not at all, because. Uh... That dude can act. Uh, no, yeah, he can, he can, and and I think this shows it. Um, and he shows it, yeah. He has range, and like this, definitely, um, uh, like shows his like his his, his minimalistic approach, and mm. it, yeah, and surprising to some, yeah, yeah, he does have that approach. So yeah, so so Maggie, I definitely recommend that. And also, I saw what we do in the shadows, which was funny. I hear it's hilarious. Uh, it's. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, I I don't want to ruin anything, but yeah, th- th- there are some funny moments that are like unexpected and good. I re- and I want to see that. It looks really really funny. I I guess I'll also say it's a vampire movie and there's some gore, uh, which is which is fantastic. That's it, always welcome. Yeah, it works. Um, I also saw Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads uh, Jonathan Demi movie. Uh, Jonathan great, Demi movie. Great, great film. Uh, instant love for that. I love the band. I love the director. Um, uh, still not my favorite Talking Heads film, so that's a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I saw that you mentioned that on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. True Stories is crazy town. <laughs> What's what? What is True Stories? Uh, it's a uh, it's a comedy film directed by written and directed by David Byrne. Uh, where there it's like little small town kooks. Uh, yeah, it's really really bizarre. Uh, if you ever get the chance, check it out. And it's a narrative movie. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh okay. So that's oh yeah, it's not it's not a concert film. It's like an actual movie. Uh, it's yeah. uh oh boy, it's it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm checking this out. All right. Yeah, David Byrne should direct more. Uh, <laughs> please, please, and thank you. <laughs> um. Okay. Because that, so, that's a wacky movie. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me just run through the list, um, and then I'll end. I'll end at the one I want to talk about. Um, the Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which is a great um, film from the, the, I believe the 60s. Uh, oh, nice. based, based off a book by the same guy who wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Uh, Jean Lacar, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I uh, also saw Day for Night, a uh, Truffaut movie. Okay. Re- really good. Uh, meta, he plays a director. Um, uh, <laughs> I saw Fury Road again. Damn right um, you did. Amazing, still. Were you, were you witnessed? <laughs> I was a witness. I think, I okay. Real quick note on on Fury Road. It's not my number one movie of the year, but um, it should be. <laughs> it is. An, it is an inflammatory uh, statement at this point. But e- with each viewing, this the, this was the fourth time I've seen it. With each viewing, I am starting to love it more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was a weird day for me. Uh, some weird shit happened that day. Um, more, there's, I don't want to get into it. There's like some, not some shit, I guess in real life. And also like in, like in the news that like terrible shooting happened, it was mm-hmm. just fucked up. And so 
yeah, it, it was a weird time. And then I saw this, I saw Fury Road again, and I got a little emotional at the end of it um, because it is a powerful ending. Um, and yeah, it is, it is hopeful for the future. So yeah, it's, it's a weird day. Um, but, but, but yeah, just for, I just, I just want to say Fury Road is a beautiful movie and I love it each time I see it now. And it's, I'm gonna see it's it, just so good. Yeah. I'm going to see it again. Maybe tonight. Um, uh-huh. I'm picking up the Blu-ray a little later. Damn right you are. Okay, so yeah, my busy week. Um, uh, let's flash back to last week um, when I saw Mistress America. This is the one. This is the one I want to talk about. Ah. Okay. With Greta. Mistress America with Greta Gerwig, the fabulous Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Um, I think this movie has my favorite female performance. Of any movie I've seen this year, Greta Gerwig is amazing in this. She's always amazing. She's she. It's like how can she get more amazing? Like she is. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, Noah Baumbach, uh, he directed this. He co-wrote the screenplay with Gerwig. Um, this also stars Lola Kirk, who I know a lot of people don't know. Um, Oh, okay. So here's one place you've seen her from. She was the girl in Gone Girl. Uh, when Rosamund Pike hides out in that cabin, she's the girl with the Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, the trashy girl. Okay. Exactly. Um, yes. And I, I spent the entire uh, runtime of Mistress America trying to figure out where I saw Lola Kirk from. <laughs> and then, like, I got, I got on uh, Google right after, and I go, "Oh shit, that was her." Oh, really? Oh, so yeah, man, she attacked Amazing Amy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a chameleon. I mean, she she plays an entirely different role. She's not trashy in this. Okay, good. <laughs> um, she plays um, uh, a sister, uh, kind of a sister. Like she, like her, um, her and Girlwig's parents are getting married, so like mm. they're, they're about to be sisters. So Girlwig is like a, a thirty-year-old up-and-coming entrepreneur in New York City, and uh, whatever that means. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Her character, she is fast talking. Yeah, she wants to make something of herself, but really, she has nothing going for her. <laughs> um, uh, she is like biting wit to her, but like she doesn't put her energy into anything, um, like uh, in front of her. Um, so it's a spiritual sequel to uh, Francis Ha. Yeah, yeah, like, all, exactly. alternate universe sequel. Yeah, it's like it's like um, it, it's like okay, he, uh, here it is. It's like Francis Ha made by the Sucker Brothers. Um, okay, <laughs> it has. That you got sen- me. You got yeah, me. It has that sense of humor, especially like during like the the, the later scenes where like this off the wall stuff happens, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" But it's so <laughs> it's so hilarious. What the hell is happening? Yeah, um, and it's mostly due to to Gerwig's character. Um, one of my favorite character, one of my favorite characters of the year. Like she's top notch. So yeah, it, it's funny. Um, it's well directed by Bombeck. Um, it's short and sweet, and yeah, it's um, it's it's in my top ten now. It, I, I fell in love with it right away. It, uh, out of the last three Bombeck films I've seen, Francis Ha, While We're Young, and this, this is my favorite of, of the three. Oh wow, really? Yeah, because okay. I really love Francis Ha, so yeah. and, I will and, definitely be checking this one out. Yeah, and I'll say Francis Ha, I don't absolutely love. I mean, I may need to re- I may need to revisit that. Ah. Undateable. <laughs> I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch that soon because I don't know, I, I fell in love again with Gerwig. I mean, I don't know. I'm it's 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 it may be it may be insane for me to think how much I love Gerwig. 
Yeah, she's uh, kind of great. Yeah, she's great. Okay, Mistress America. Seek that out, people. Um, all right, Matt, do, do you think we've, we've reached the end of the road? Yeah, I think so. I think we covered... Hey, what you watching uh, hey, for yeah. this week? <laughs> yeah, we we watched a lot. Um, we did, because, you know, all we do is watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I have to watch a movie today. Um, I don't... Yeah. I have to return a movie, so... I'm, I'm watching. Oh, you have to return some videotapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some some digital video discs. Yeah, it's like Patrick Bateman all over again. <laughs> I have to watch and return Limelight by Chaplin. So. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I have that. I should watch that. Yeah. So so that's my afternoon. So nice. uh, Matt, what are you watching in the future? Oh, you you mentioned you're watching Jaws, right? Uh, watching Jaws tonight. Uh, but yeah, I'm th- feeling for the next week I'll be sucked into the world of Hideo Kojima. And Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. So uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of time playing video games. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite franchises and series ever. And the fact that this is the last one that Kojima is going to be making uh, has me pretty hyped. So, yeah, I'll be hanging out with Big Boss. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and some say video games is the new movie. So I've heard that before. Especially with Kojima. Uh, he oh, makes yeah. interactive movies. <laughs> well, don't worry. On the next uh, Hey, What You Watching, I'll be talking a little bit, I'll be talking a little bit about uh, The Phantom Pain, because yeah. it is a movie. <laughs> hey, there are some cinematic sequences, so it, it, I, think, I, th- I think it counts. It counts. 90% cinematic se- uh, cutscenes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it is a Kojima game, after all. Exactly. Um, I love Kojima. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. So who would you cast in a future... If I, I I don't even know if it's oh, still holy shit. in a in a metal in a Metal Gear Solid game. Oh, uh, in a film? Yeah, in a film. Oh Jesus! Uh, See, it all depends on what spot. you're gonna. Yeah, I know. Damn it! <laughs> uh, wow, right off the top of my head, who would play an older big boss? Or or, um, or or maybe we can tease this and like reveal your idea in the next episode. Yeah, we're gonna do that because this is way too on the spot, <laughs> and uh, it's something that I need to give a lot of thought to. Okay, yeah. So so think of who who you're casting like the the main uh, uh, roles and and who would yeah. direct it. Okay. Yeah, and and yeah, we're, we're gonna tease people next next time. All right, I already have I already have the director, but yeah, we can keep going. Yeah. So so next time we we come together to record an episode, we'll we'll reveal Matt's uh, idea. My my fantasy cast for the Metal Gear Solid film. Okay. <laughs> On the next episode of Fantasy Cast, we have Matt. Yes. Discussing right. Metal Gear Solid. All right. Oh boy, I'm excited now. <laughs> um, Matt, before we go, plugs. Anything yes. you want to promote? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C. Uh, you can also find me over at Letterboxd uh, to check my film diary, make sure I'm not lying about all the things I'm, I've been watching, because uh, I do keep track of everything. Uh, you can also find me over on Facebook at Pixels and Reels. Uh, it's the uh, movie group I run. Uh, very, very active community uh, and a lot of fun over there. So uh, come check it out. Great, check them out. Um, as always, follow. The Talk Film Society Twitter page at Talk Film Sock, Talk Film Soc. Go to our Facebook group. Um, I I'm going to try to post on there more. I know I know I posted something. Uh, good old Rob Trench posted the box office results and the winner of our box office little contest. We ah. we've been running. The winner has been announced. So check that out. Um, so yeah, Facebook, Twitter, we're pretty much. Just on those two places. Um, so yeah. Alrighty. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you later. Um, and yeah, what's my catchphrase? It is hey, 
Thanks for listening, and we hope to hear from you soon. Yes. 